everyone, and welcome back to Book Events, the Wrestling Dream Match Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett, and with me is a special guest, former guest host on the podcast, but now co-guest host, Ooh. because Mr. Anthony Hall is not here this week. We got the one and only Nugnar Gang. I'm very excited to be here. I do love this show so much because I like the idea. The dream matches you guys come up with are always fun because it's like dead or alive, uh, still still alive. It's an actual realm of possibility. Also, this could <laughs> never happen. Like, I love all the ideas of what a fantasy match. Thank could be. you. Yeah, no, it's usually sometimes I'll come up with something that's like this would actually be a legitimate, interesting thing. And then Anthony <laughs> will just book something totally crazy out of this world. <laughs> And that I would never think of. And uh, it's always a fun time just to but come that's what with makes it. That's what makes a podcast great. Uh, yeah. you got to have two guys with different ideas of what fantasy is. Like, you're going to be like, I want to see these guys who are in different companies currently. And Anthony's booking guys to fight unicorns because it's a yep. fantasy match. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, the last time that you were on, Nug, was almost a year ago. Yes. Which is wild to think about. A lot has happened in that year. Um, a lot. What, what are some things that you've been up to uh, and because we're going to be talking about Greek Town on this episode. Yeah, uh, we also do have a fun fantasy book match for you, um, mm-hmm. but also just, you know, catching up and seeing uh, what's going on in the world of Nugnarking. Oh, well, uh, there's a baby over here. So we've been dealing a lot of that. Uh, she just turned 13 months. Uh, she is whatever the chart is that tells you where babies are supposed to be at that age. She is off the chart in every possible way. She's taller than she should be. She's bigger, heavier than she should be. She eats farm. Like she's a monster. Uh, She is a hundred percent hilarious. We'll kick a little ball down the hallway of our condo and then go head first into a wall and fall down and just go, Ooh, and then get back (laughs) up and keep going. So at least it's not pretty great falling down and screaming. Well, every now and then she'll fall down and scream and I'll just go, did you, did you hurt yourself or are you just scared? And then she stops <laughs> and then she just stops crying and gets up and keeps going. So I'm That's very insane. lucky, very lucky that way. Um, and uh, other than that, uh, really diving headfirst into Greek town, it's really the only wrestling thing I'm involved in and as the general manager. Uh, when you hear mm-hmm. that, you always think like Vince was the general manager for a long time. And you think, Oh, he's an evil authority figure who's mm-hmm. making life, everybody's life tough. That's not how we work at Greek Town. Yeah. I'm a fan, so I just want to put together the sh- help put together the shows that I think people want to see. Yeah, exactly. And you're mostly um, I haven't gotten to really listen to your commentary because oh, you're God. mostly on commentary when it's the shows because I go live. I will go live to these shows and I see you over on commentary. I'm like, I should I should rewatch one of the shows and listen to Nug's commentary. So that happened one night where uh, I think it was our Ryerson show when we the first yeah. show, big show back from the you know, we hadn't done a show in so long. And I show up at the show and I'm making sure everybody knows who they're fighting and stuff. And then our tech crew goes and you're on commentary. Uh, <laughs> and I, I've never done it before, but oh, thankfully, really? and thankfully the person who's with me, Justin, no, he's an excellent play by play guy. He knows every single thing about how to be, he's the Jim Ross of Greek town. He is excellent at what he does. That's good. And luckily I just have to pipe up and be stupid, which is really <laughs> fun. Um, so I have a lot of fun that way. And I honestly just try to make him laugh. That's my only goal. The whole show is to try and make him laugh with some dumb thing I'm going to say. And it's hard because I grew up like listening to, you know, Heenan and Monsoon. So Monsoon's a play by play and Bobby Heenan just says all the bad guys are great and all the good guys are terrible. Yeah. And that's a that's like a fun thing to do. I would love to lean in and do that, but I'm not a bad guy at Greek Town. I'm a good person. So I just have to say 
how good the good guys are, how good everybody is. And then when a bad guy does something real bad, I have to go, I don't approve of those methods. Like, I just don't <laughs> like, that's not fair. My favorite bit to do is to call for help off mic. Like, cause I, cause I'm a voice actor too. So yeah. I'll pull away from the mic and be like, hey, can we get some help? Like I'll do that kind of thing. <laughs> And like, I, love it. I, I will always mention at some point, like somebody should get down there and help them. Yeah. And technically that's <laughs> my job to make sure someone yeah, goes exactly. down there and help them. Sorry. Like Taz trying to make Excalibur break as much as possible on a <laughs> W. I think, Just, uh, you know, speaking of a W commentary, I think, uh, daddy magic's doing a hell of a job on commentary every yeah. time he's on. They, I like that for the past year, they've had different people join for Dark and Elevation. Like they had Starks for a while joining Taz and he was doing great. Um, fantastic. Of course, he's he's just all around a fantastic performer. So, well, there's um, so many there's so many out there that when they're injured and they're not on TV or if they're not even booked or they don't have a storyline going on, get them out there, get them doing something, give them a give yeah. them a Piper's pit, give them a thing to do. Especially if they can, if you know that they can talk or even just to give them the experience too. 100%. So speaking of AEW, uh, we, the last time that you were on, um, you helped uh, get RJ onto the podcast, which was awesome. Thank you again for, for helping forward that. Uh, you're welcome but and I'm was, sorry at the same time. <laughs> it was actually a really fun discussion because it was, I actually didn't know how, much of a historian RJ was when it came to His, like golden uh, era he, wrestling, which was really will, interesting to hear. We will send each other things on Instagram and Twitter. Like I, we both follow this account that just puts up uh, pictures from Portland, Oregon's old wrestling scene. <laughs> and it's so specific, but like there's a baby face, a uh, 19 year old Roddy Piper in some pictures. Oh, wow. And you're like, Oh my God. Uh, yeah. And then we'll find uh, there's a couple of old wrestling accounts on Twitter and I'll get a message from him in the DMs. And it's just a video of a guy from 1923 in a match that, you know, like it was a full night of shows at some arena somewhere in the States. And it was six, not even six matches, might have been four matches. And it was a mm. nine hour show. And these guys would <laughs> wrestle forever and the That's crowd crazy. would sit in their suits and eat their popcorn and be like, oh, very good. Very good. Not like now. Yeah, no, but exactly. that guy will do they'll be locked up like actual wrestlers. And then one guy will all of a sudden bounce off the bottom rope just to get some leverage. And the crowd will go, Oh, <laughs> like, that was the bottom rope. Just like that the, stuff. That, that stuff's so great. Just the smallest amount of athleticism is just like, Whoa, incredible. Not, like, and now we're like seeing could... people doing like three fifty splashes and we're like, that's cool. And it's <laughs> like, at some point it's like, it's that gradual, like, and all these wrestlers could probably break a leg of a man if they wanted to, like yeah. they were trained to wrestle. Uh, and then they realized, well, we have to do something flashy to get the crowd actually interested in what they're doing. And so they just do a quick bounce off the ropes. Everybody goes, he threw, he's like <laughs> the Irish whip. It was revolutionary because it actually sped things up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Got the crowd excited. Oh, um, but I was going to mention, I was going to mention that in that time, RJ, because uh, when we talked to RJ last year, he hadn't started AEW. No, um, not yet. And uh, that's been a lot of fun. And I, I, I love that show. I'm so happy that he's gotten this chance to sort of just like do his comedy and and just have fun with it. And uh, it, it's such it's such a just like I love it because it's allowed to make wrestling silly. 
or at least like the characters and everything. And of course, he's just screwing with all of them, which is even funnier. Yeah. And what and for as funny and, you know, uh, messy as it looks like him just screwing around and asking them questions. The the two most fun things about it are RJ knows 80 percent of the people that he's interviewing. Yeah. And and he also legitimately has a file of questions for each person and he has them ready and he has to sit backstage and wait and they just grab people as they're not being used. Yeah. So then when so all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you're getting Tony storm and he like reaches into it. Let's go Tony storm, Tony storm, Tony storm. <laughs> oh, there she is. Great. He pulls out his Tony storm stuff, you know? So he never knows really who he's going to get. He's put in requests. He figures there's some people who are going to say yes, but yeah. he's already had Tony Khan and Arn Anderson and Taz and Jr. Yeah. And, and Regal. So at some point, you're not going to be able to say no to it because, no. well, he did it. So now you have to do it too. Yeah. No. Although I'm like, I could not handle it when I was watching the Arn Anderson one. Cause I just, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't part, tell if Arn was taking it seriously uh, or, or he knew it was a goof. <laughs> so one of the most, one of the most fun things about it is when RJ, RJ will record them weeks in advance. Cause he goes in and tapes like four or five on a night yeah, yeah, backstage. Yeah. And so I'll get a text and he went, Arn Anderson was one for the books. Do you want to know anything about it? And I'll go, no. And he goes, okay. I want to see the and episode. So I, I want to see it. And then I'll see <laughs> yeah. it and I go, oh my God. And he'll say, I wasn't sure even if Arn had a good time. And then I got a text from RJ said he got a text from Dax Harwood that said, Arn just texted me to watch the show. Ah, that's so good. So he's that's like, that's awesome. when Arn is telling other guys to watch the thing he did with Arn. So that was great. And then he, I guess he just, there was like one night live on Instagram during a big show and he bumped into Taz backstage. It was Taz and Eddie um, and Eddie Kingston and Kingston and RJ yeah. know each other. And Kingston's been on coffee in his underwear on Friday yeah. morning on a Sunday morning with RJ. So he bumps into them both backstage and Eddie's, you know, giving RJ the gears and Taz just jumps in and starts doing the same thing. But Taz doesn't know RJ. So then oh. RJ, throw, <laughs> RJ throws like a New York reference out there and, Taz looks at him and goes, what? How do you know that? And then it just took off from there. And then Taz goes, yeah, I'll do your show. And then they do it. And it's a great time. Sweet. That's it's so just awesome. so funny. It's like one of those dream things. Like he, when he was doing stuff for WWE, yeah. as he said many times, he had 400 ideas and they said yes to one. So then when Tony Khan got a hold of him and he said that, Tony's like, well, tell me one of the other 399 that they didn't do. And he said this and they go, great, let's do it. Yeah. No, it's it's so fun. And I love that it's giving a little bit of because I, I, I appreciate that AEW has a little bit of like we understand that kayfabe is sort of like this. Now it's this sort of, you know, veil in front of the fourth wall that some yeah. people see through and some people don't care about. But I love that it's allowing at least the the wrestlers to kind of get themselves a bit over or allow themselves to be silly. Like, especially the FTR one. Was, oh my God. I know those two can be hilarious. So letting they them just had, joke around was they, great. I, I know for sure Harwood was there. I don't know if cash was there, but I know that when RJ had his NXT tryout that Harwood was there. Oh and yeah. So when I had been doing stuff for Rogers and we got to interview everybody backstage, I would always get a message from RJ saying, if you ever see so-and-so say hello for me. And it was almost like a secret password into a very cool club. Oh, cool. Because because <laughs> I mentioned his name from that point on backstage, if I was walking around anywhere, I got 
like a high five or come on over here, sit down, shoot the shit, come hang out with us at catering. And it was always uh, Xavier Woods and those guys. And yeah. I hear Xavier Woods' version of RJ's tryout is the best story in the world. RJ's version of his own tryout is not as funny as Xavier Woods telling it. I think that I think they he told it on uh, an oh. episode of their podcast, right? Yeah. He so. abso- yes, absolutely. So it's that's awesome. Um, but coming up soon in Toronto, th- the next two weeks in Toronto is going to be very exciting because it's not just we're going to talk about Great Town, of course, but AEW is coming oh. to Toronto. AEW is coming, and I think not only Greek Town, but I think a billion other local yes. shows are happening at the same time. And you hope for that wave of, well, you're in town for Wednesday. Maybe we can get people to come to our show Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday. So yeah. it's it, while it's a, I think it's a smart move. It's kind of also like bleh. it's a lot. It's it, it might a lot be too of wrestling. much wrestling. I always think that about WrestleMania weekend. No matter where they have it, all these million other shows and their shows at like noon and one and two and three and four. It's it's too much. Yeah, there's a lot of it. But uh, I know me and Anthony are for sure going to Dynamite and Rampage. We managed to get yes. tickets. I'm, uh, I'm seeing if I can lean on somebody for tickets. Right. <laughs> I'm not saying who, but I'll say that uh, the minute they announced Toronto, uh, this person was asked for tickets by people he hadn't spoken to in years. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like, I wasn't even going to ask, but I will now. So. But <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was we we talked about on a on a past episode the the nightmare that was logging into Ticketmaster and being like, and they're all gone. Uh, and they're all gone. <laughs> they were gone so fast and guaranteed not one of the people who bought those tickets will be at the show. Yeah, but hopefully, I mean, I'm I'm excited. So far, there's only one match announced, and that's Jericho versus Danielson. Which is already enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that match they've announced is enough. It's for the ROH title, which that's crazy it's <laughs> to think about. Bananas. It's wild to think about. And then 2022, we have Chris Jericho versus brian danielson for the roh title (laughs) which in aew like another company uh i think honestly i loved uh that uh claudio won that title and then Mm. i loved that jericho took it with cheating like not wrestling not honor nothing and there couldn't be a better person if you were tony khan and you were trying to get a tv deal for ring of honor yeah, you put that title on Chris Jericho. That's how you got your TV deal for AEW. Hey, you had the title on Chris Jericho. Yeah. So put that title on Chris Jericho and run with it forever. I hope so. I hope that because I've loved all the ROH stuff that they've done so far. And I, oh, yeah. I, I think it will just help elevate a ton of new talent and like talent that maybe hasn't gotten like especially like claudio's big moment and like maybe there's some other people that will get to have that moment as well that they didn't well, get to not have. only that but aw has just so many people there's a lot of people you could literally cleave that roster in half and put yeah. half an roh and half an aw and there's still too many people for both rosters so yeah. why not do something like that why not have another company like run a second league i think that's a great idea yeah that'd be awesome so then the same week that Dynamite and Rampage are going to be in Toronto that weekend, there are two Greek town shows. Yes. On the Saturday is Toronto. I don't know if anything has been announced yet for that as of recording this. As of recording this, nothing in the Toronto show has been announced, but it will be shortly. But I, I could give you a scoop. Ooh, 
Uh, so we have breaking a match. news. Breaking big scoop. <laughs> big scoop. We have a, sh- a match that's uh, going to be a lot of fun and uh, a hard hitting affair and features uh, talent from both AEW and Impact competing against each other. Uh, which is kind of the dream match stuff we like to see. We love to put together these things when we can. So we're going to bring in uh, the beautiful badass Sunny Kiss uh, from uh, AEW, recently uh, recently turning uh, their yeah. back on the fans, so to speak. Yeah, uh, with the Trustbusters. New attitude with the Trustbusters and getting along quite well. Uh, they'll be facing Impact's Giselle Shaw. Ooh, so I was really excited when I saw Giselle was announced. Yeah, Giselle uh, was not too. I think it was at the uh, Ted Reeve show. Was backstage uh, shooting a documentary for Impact, and oh, cool. uh, was like sticking sticking her head out and going, "I I want to do that." Like she she was like, "I I know I'm back here, but if I brought gear, I could be out there right now." We were like, "Let's pick, <laughs> let's get the date, let's get the right date." But it's gonna be Giselle and Sunny in Toronto as one of our big time matchups, Ooh, I, which I'm really exciting. looking forward to. Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. That'll be a really good match. Especially because they're both such entertaining people. Oh, and absolutely. with this with this new attitude that Sonny has, I can imagine I like the early 2000s is when I like fell in love with wrestling when I was like getting when I was in high school and like that era of like where there was this really great mix of, you know, there was the women who were like very much the technical wrestlers. And then there was, of course, the divas that they had brought in. But having that mix of like the I what I love about Giselle and what I love about Sonny is that they're they have those two mixes in them where yeah. they can they can go. But also, if they want to do the cat fight stuff, they're, they're excellent at it. <laughs> there, there was that transition from, as we always used to say, underwear models that could kick into women that could actually wrestle. Yeah. And what's interesting is that the transition from just being beautiful to being beautiful and kicking ass. Both of these two are beautiful and can kick ass. So yes. that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be a good match. Awesome. Uh, and is there, I guess, is there anything other for the Toronto show? Uh, we haven't announced much else for Toronto. I don't have any other scoops, but I do have the the London show, which is the next yes. night, a Sunday in London. Uh, How is, our, bef- before we get amazing. into the matches and stuff, because I know that the... Um, obviously Greek town was Toronto for the longest time. How has mm-hmm. that London experience been for the past couple months? You know, it's been pretty good. Uh, we've been doing, um, shows out at the Marconi club, which is kind of like the Italian Legion. So I really like that while the show's going on, there's some little Italian men kind of poking their heads in the door from the other room <laughs> and then leaving again. Um, but it's a nice space. Uh, we've gotten good crowd for the shows we've done there. Um, we had a title change there. Uh, I think our first show. Uh, so mm-hmm. we get a really good crowd, really good, uh, uh, repeat customers and everybody, every time they bring other people with them, which is really fun. Uh, and, uh, the good turnout is my, it's my favorite thing because a lot of the wrestling fans in Southwestern Ontario, which is where I grew up, uh, we don't get to go to Toronto for the shows that you have to cross your fingers for a major show to come through London or maybe Windsor, but you don't yeah. really get a show coming through London. And so, my, the first WWF show I ever saw was in London at the London gardens. And, um, and to be honest, if I really want to date myself and tell you how old I am, <laughs> when I saw WrestleMania three and four, I saw them on closed circuit television projected onto a giant screen inside the London gardens while we sat wow. on folding chairs on top of plywood on top of the ice. 
like we were at a drive-in, but it was inside wow. an arena. That's amazing. Yeah, and, the, uh, and the power went off during WrestleMania three no. at some point. And so we missed like three or four matches and like on the loudspeaker, when they got it back on, they're like, if anybody wants to come back on Tuesday, you can watch the matches you missed. And we're all like, we're not coming back on Tuesday. <laughs> um, but the, uh, the really interesting thing about WrestleMania three, we figured this out myself and Jimmy Corderas, a former WWE referee who I used to work with on Rogers. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy wasn't a ref yet and was working merch at that show at the London Gardens. And I had scraped together my money and I had bought a poster and I think a not a T-shirt, but a, at least a couple of posters. And yeah. I, I, we are like the likelihood of me having bought my posters from him is pretty high. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so it's cool. Very weird. Weird it's a small very weird world thing. crossovers. Yeah. So London, when we go to London with Greektown, we wanted to make sure we put on a, a great show for the Greektown fans, for all the fans. And if you're interested in coming down to London, I highly, highly recommend it. It's worth a drive. Um, we're going to do Channing Decker, our champ, against um, against uh, Brian Pillman Jr. from AEW. Yeah. And uh, in the corner of uh, <laughs> in the corner of Channing Decker is going to be Bill Alfonso from AEW. That's crazy. Or from and, uh, from ECW. ACW's yeah. Fonzie just has the whistle in his mouth and he's going to be going nuts. And we're it's very interesting to us that like it should have been Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss should be fighting Channing Decker uh, at the last London mm-hmm. show. Ch- uh, he um, Channing took a uh, shot in the nether regions from Sonny at the end of the show. And Sonny yep. kind of joined the league, our, our gang of bad guys. Um, but Sonny doesn't look like Sonny wants to face Channing Decker for whatever reason. So we mm. we booked this instead. I imagine Sonny may rear their head up at some point, but Maybe. Uh, until then it's going to be Decker against Pillman Jr. in London. And that's going to be a fantastic match. And yeah. we had uh, announced before I forget, we had announced that the Godfather was coming, but the yeah. Godfather has since had to cancel. Oh. And so we have a replacement oh. and it's, and it's uh daddy ass himself. Billy Gunn will be at the show. That's awesome. That is yeah, so I've, cool. I've met I've met Billy once. He is the largest human being I've ever seen. I'm I'm excited to meet him because I'm excited to go and just see him because um, the largest person that I've ever met was I got to meet Peter, Peter Mayhew before he passed. Yes. Um, so when I say yeah, Peter Mayhew is a, like a giant, good seven foot yeah. tall. Billy's like six, four or something like that. But yeah. his head and his neck and his arms <laughs> and his legs like a normal arm is this his is this like he is a tree trunk of a human being and yeah. uh tommy dreamer calls him a dinosaur he looks like a dinosaur like he do- he shouldn't be it in the room no he shouldn't be a human being he's a <laughs> it's a mythical creature but that's really exciting and p- getting uh brian pillman jr that i i think that that will be an excellent match I like Pillman and yeah, Pillman Jr. and Decker is going to be a lot of fun. I think Pillman's really good. Yes. And uh, I, I think it's, I, I really look at him like the jungle boy situation where it's like, he's in a tag team, but he's the, I hate to say anybody's a Marty, but he's the Sean. He's the yeah. Sean. Like you can see, like yeah. he's, we're just waiting to get for him to break out. Yeah. Like I, I love seeing them uh, as the varsity blondes on AEW and, Pillman definitely has that like fire inside of him to just want to go. And I know yep. that he was on the scene in the like on the Indies for a while before that. And since then, he's been doing more and more. So that I think that'll be an excellent match and a lot yeah. of great experience for him, too. Mm-hmm. And also, like, 
uh, depending on how it's so I know that Decker because uh, we had him on the podcast before um, one of the last Toronto shows. And that was really fun to talk to him about like booking matches and being a part of oh, yeah, like, the Greek Town journey. It's a process, man, because you have to like not only do you get like we say we get these 10 guys. Yes. But then depending if you're with AEW or Impact or wherever you're with, that person who might be obliged to another company has a set of rules mm-hmm. that when they get booked, they can't do this. They're not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do this. They're not allowed to do this. And you're like, oh, yeah. well, then I can't match them up here. So they have to figure out ways. It's a real um, puzzle. But uh, I know that the past couple of title defense matches have all been hardcore matches. Is this going to be a hardcore match as well? So it hasn't been billed as one yet. It hasn't been, well, it hasn't been billed as a hardcore match, but uh, neither had the last one. And then suddenly they were outside the ring using weapons and on commentary, I had to go, I suppose this is, and I'm the GM and I should know. That that was with uh, Kingston, right? That was the Kingston. Yeah. With Kingston. No, Kingston, we knew was hardcore. It was the night before with Ortiz. Oh, with Ortiz, yeah. Ortiz. And so I had to say, like, is this how it's going to go? So I I think from now on, it'll be kind of like a like an optional Ravens rules kind of thing. I assume if Decker's (laughs) involved, let's just assume that at some point, if the weapons come out, it's probably it's now a hardcore match. No, but I'm excited for obviously we are. We unfortunately had to miss the Kingston show, which we were we both were so bummed about that because that was like. We were really excited for that, but we're definitely going to be uh, coming to coming to this Toronto show. Yeah, the and Toronto the show for me London show looks great. London show is going to be great, and the Toronto show for me is most exciting because we're back, uh, kind of in what I consider like Greek Town has moved a lot. We started mm-hmm. in a legion, we moved to a different kind of legion, uh, but the place where we're doing the show is uh, in the basement of this church uh, that's beside the big carrot on the Danforth, right in the heart of Greek Town. Mm-hmm. And uh, an interesting fact about that church, there is a uh, non-mechanical five pin bowling alley behind one of the walls. <laughs> okay. So like you have to you, you it's a perfectly there's balls, there's pins and you can bowl and then you have to walk down and reset the pins yourself. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, but that basement is like a multi-level basement and there's like mm-hmm. chain link fence and you can look down into the into the where the ring is. And it's old brown brick. It's been there forever. And they actually used it for uh i believe a gym sh- a shot of people training in the gym for that russell crow boxing movie that they shot in toronto cinderella oh, man okay so it, it's like it's it's rented out for movie shoots it's a fantastic location and Perfect. it's just that's uh, so many people i know are like when are you going back to the church we're going back to the church for this one that's exciting that'll be really 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 fun um yeah. I guess then this, I guess then unfortunately Decker can't do his Zamboni entrance. <laughs> there will not be a Zamboni entrance, but there is a high level towards where the fans are. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't expect there might be a bit of a leap at some point. That was, that was such a epic moment from when we were there watching. And then all of a sudden we're like, we look behind us and they're moving the entrance set and we're like, what the heck are they going to do? And as soon as we saw like the blinking lights and stuff, we were like, Oh, this is going to be interesting. And that was such a fun, that was such a fun entrance. That's the other part of commentary is that like, usually when I'm doing GM stuff, I'm backstage and I know the rundown of the matches and I have them written down for commentary, but I know what's going to happen and we're going to do this. We're going to do this. But I miss that part of the night. Now I miss that little meeting before the show because I'm out there (laughs) getting ready for commentary. 
yeah. I know when I have to run out and talk as the GM. And so all of a sudden here comes the Zamboni and I go, <laughs> and I'm like, it's me laughing on commentary because I'm just like, yeah, of course it's a Zamboni. This is what we do. Of course. No, that's really exciting. But yeah, and I'm, I'm going to guess that within the next week and a bit after this episode goes up before the show, there'll be more announcements, more match announcements. So hundred sure percent check go. out Greek town wrestling on Instagram. That's where all the posters and matches are being announced. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, and uh, just if you're in the Toronto area, GTA or in the London area, London, Ontario, not London, England. Uh, <laughs> no, too far. Not yet. Too far. There's not no yet. Greek Town UK just yet. Eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, please go check out the shows. It's always an epic time and it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, do that. Absolutely. Um, so, of course, we have not, you know, we can't have an episode without doing a little bit of dream booking. Um, and I didn't mention it at the beginning of the episode, but if you've seen the title, you know that this is episode 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it is weird to think that we've been doing it for this long. And that it really people have feel been like paying it. attention to it and listening. Give me a break. Because <laughs> it just started out as a, you know, a, a fun thing that we wanted to do during the pandemic because we just wanted to talk about wrestling and we. Yeah. Need, need something to do and now it's become a really fun thing that we uh post every other week so but i thought okay if nuggets can be on this episode who would be a fun person to try to book an interesting dream match for and i thought well of course we, it's episode 69 we gotta have someone that's interesting and funny that would fit that uh fit that theme so the first person that came to my mind is the one and only dalton castle which is so funny that you did that because dalton was in town for a smash wrestling show not too long ago and he was like do you want to meet up for a coffee ahead of time and i said yes and we went to the modern art museum in toronto which i did not know was a thing uh <laughs> but the coffee was fantastic and we had such a nice chat like dalton's a friend i'm very yeah. lucky to call dalton a friend and the fact that you want me to book a dream match for him i think it's great <laughs> Dalton is just I, I I wasn't too aware of a lot of indie stuff until a couple of years ago, mm. and it wasn't until about maybe a year or two ago where I, especially Anthony started showing me a lot more independent things. And I remember uh, especially first starting to learn about RJ and then and then getting to meet RJ and slowly getting into that world of like these very interesting characters on the indie scene with like Dan Housen and RJ and Dalton. But learning about Dalton was such an interesting experience because just going through different clips of him in ROH and on indies and stuff. And yep. I had to I uh, I gotten my girlfriend into at least being interested in watching wrestling with me. She doesn't yes. she's not super into wrestling, but she's like, I like the women's matches. I'm like, good. And there's some really Really interesting characters like check out this character and she always laughs at Danhausen. but then i showed her the the promo of because we watched uh the last roh pay-per-view and uh uh dalton and the boys won the six-man tag titles yes um and i had to show her the promo from forever ago <laughs> of the <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I can't even repeat it because it's too funny. Uh I'm Sully S Sullivan. <laughs> You're a goose stuck in my engine. That oh, promo yeah. is so fucking funny. <laughs> the joy of being Dalton Castle and, and to some extent RJ and Danhausen is that you can just say the most ludicrous stuff. And yeah. it just 
that's who you are. You're allowed to do that. Like yeah. Danhausen's a Muppet. He really like he is. does it. He is a wrestling Muppet. And Dalton's Dalton's fascinating because when he first started in like upstate New York at uh, ESW, he was in a tag team with a guy who he was very yacht rock. Like his whole vibe was like I'm a yacht captain, mm-hmm. and it made sense next to Dalton. Like yeah. Dalton was like the '70s showy pop star, and he was the like it was like Captain and Tennille. Like it was a very yeah. They were a fantastic tag team. And then that guy retired or stopped wrestling for a bit. And here's Dalton by himself. So he had to like reinvent whatever that was. Yeah. And I think he's done such a good job. And then you wanted me to book a fantasy match. And my first instinct was, which I'm not going with. So I'll spoil this. My first instinct was like, Dalton is like (laughs) a very accomplished NCAA wrestler. Like he's an actual wrestler. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It shows in his matches. So there is like, there is like part of me that's like, I want to put him up against a Chad Gable, a Kurt Angle, a Dolph That'd Ziggler, the fun. guys, you know, a Shelton Benjamin or even a Brock Lesnar just in wrestling. I would love to see this flashy guy come out and then get down on the mat and go technical. I yeah. think it'd be really funny, especially but, with someone like Chad Gable right now with Chad with, with Gable's presentation where he's, you know, the he's the master. His yeah. whole thing is yeah. that he's trying to be like the the best wrestler that there can be. And uh, get everything Gable's doing in WWE is fantastic. I'm so he it's can perfect. take anything and turn it into gold. I always quote, shoes. I always say thank you. And I'm I, like, all that is fantastic. That would be really fun. So I like because I like styles. I like styles clashes. I don't want two of the same guy. But then I thought about RJ and or um, Dalton and the boys as the package. The package mm. is Dalton and the boys. That's the show. It's a lot of pomp and circumstance. And then when I hear pomp and circumstance, I think Macho Man. Ooh. So I want to book Dalton against Macho Man, but a very specific Macho Man. I think it has to be King Macho King. Okay. <laughs> with Queen Sherry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just so that there could be some interaction between Queen Sherry and the boys. That would be interesting. Right? <laughs> that would be really you know, good. Sherry Martell can wrestle and Sherry Martell can hold her own in a fight against a man. Sherry Martell would wipe the mat with the boys, which would be so much fun. You can That'd imagine we're gonna have a gonna have a uh lopsided tag match with <laughs> with Macho King and Queen Sherry against Dalton and the boys. <laughs> Does and it how have much fun to, that would be? Does it have to be that when I mean this doesn't really make the sense, but does it have to be that if if the boys tag in, it's 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 uh it's the rules where you automatically have to switch partners, so then the boys come in and then Sherry comes in, Sherry versus the two boys. Yeah, I think that <laughs> has be to great. be that way. Uh, and I like the idea of like Dalton's all show. Yeah. And then surprise, he's an excellent wrestler. Macho Man's all show, but he's also brutal. So like we got like he's a rough and more rough and tumble, but they both can high fly. They both can ground and pound. So it's going to be, I would think it'd be a ton of fun. Not just that, but the interviews, the promos on the way to that match are just going to be out of this world. Randy Savage just screaming at the camera about what he's going to do to Dalton and then Dalton firing back with no thanks. I don't want that to happen. Please don't do that to me. (laughs) That's always the thing with these. That's always the thing with these bookings is when we, when we come across like people who we think, Oh, they would just have excellent promo battles back and forth. Like it's always tough to talk about because it's like, 
I I couldn't th- imagine what Dalton would have to say to King Macho King, but I, all I can imagine is that it would be the most articulate, <laughs> brutal, <laughs> just like out of nowhere referential. And in Macho Man's uh, the Macho King uh, in his promos, he could throw to Sherry and Sherry could tear a strip off the boys. But imagine Dalton saying, "Okay, boys, let him let her know what you're gonna do." And they have they don't speak. Nope. <laughs> so there's gonna be some real. They just look at each other like, "Who do you want to do you want to talk? Do you me you?" And then Dalton goes, "Never mind." <laughs> That'd be good. I I think that Dalton's character like definitely would have fit during that time and period. Oh. Like you can't like especially that time where it was like the people who were the larger than life characters like Macho Man, like Ultimate Warrior, like those like bigger characters and having like a guy who is flashy like Ultimate Warrior, but can talk like Piper. That would that would have been so interesting in that time period, because it's we used to say back at Second City uh, that you got hired they wanted improvisers, actors, and improvisers, actors, and and funny. Yeah, because <laughs> they're all se- they're, cause they're all separate. Right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> but they wanted you to be able to do two of the things: right. Right, improviser, actor, writer, and funny is a bonus. So if you could improvise okay. and you're and you're funny, they would think about it. But they really wanted two people. If you were an improviser and an actor, great, we can teach you to write. If you're a writer mm. and you're an actor, cool, we can teach you to improvise. So that you're always looking for two out of the three. And in wrestling, you want to have a good character. You want to go in the ring and you want to have good promo skills. Yeah, no, for so sure. I, I don't want anybody who can do two of three. I want three of three all the time. Yes. Then especially like if it's a build like back in the day where it was a match that happened once every couple of months, but you need to build it as this, you know, build it through these interviews and these promos. And because that's what we talked about with uh, when RJ was on was that because his was and I still think it's one of my favorite episodes in bookings was Andy Kaufman versus Andre the Giant. Oh, yes, it was. That episode is go don't go download it right now if you haven't listened to it. It is but, excellent. But that it was this thing of like, okay, how do we build this feud? And it was involving things like, oh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, late night talk show interviews and stuff. And you could definitely have just these two go at it back and forth with. Well, just I, in these my head, I already contests. know what sets it off. I already know why Dalton okay. has a problem with the Macho King, because look at when Macho comes out. Flashy robe, all the music. Dal- that takes Dalton's steam. You've yeah. taken attention away from Dalton Castle. How dare you? You know, you used up the glitter cannon. You used up the pyro. <laughs> I, thought, I thought of me. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you use all my pyro. That's right. You used all my pyro. What are we going to do? What are we going to do now? And then you have the boys I come, come out, out with like those least... little gender reveal pops, whatever those things <laughs> yeah. are. I come out and the boys have to use party poppers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you've left me. How I dare love... you. I I uh, I forget what it was, but it was a clip on Twitter of um, I don't even know what the feud was. I know it was ROH. I know it was forever ago. It was Samoa Joe and someone else. And it just showed like, I guess it was after a match or after a promo segment or something. And these two are walking together and they bump shoulders as they're trying to leave and then they yep. try to do it again and again and then they just go to the ring and start having a brawl and i thought 
yeah, like there are some really great feuds that are just totally built off of just like a little tiny interaction that went awry. And like, I, I can not, imagine the smallest uh, thing. That, you know, there, you but, know, there was a feud between Chris Jericho and Kane that started in WWE because Jericho spilled a cup of coffee on Kane backstage. Yes. Yeah. That was on television. That was a real reason. So that was our thing. Always when we were on aftermath, when we were on talking about it on TV, we were like, there has to be reasons. Now, back in the day, you would have a SummerSlam and then you wouldn't have anything till Survivor Series. So four yeah. months down the road, you have to build to four months down the road. And then picture in picture, you'd have Shawn Michaels in the ring, the Intercontinental Champion, sexy boy Shawn Michaels. And then they're like, yeah. uh, the number one contender right now is uh, Tatanka. Let's hear Tatanka talk. And you didn't see Tatanka become the number one contender in a match, but he'd been on a win winning streak. So you have mm -hmm. to assume and you got told that, and then that was the reason they were fighting. Yeah. And you'd go, oh, I understand. There's a reason he's the number one contender. But now people, like, I'm so glad we have a change in leadership over at WWE because I don't need to see two guys fight six weeks in a row on the way to yeah. those two guys fighting. Yeah. That makes no sense. I want to save that match. I want to save that for the, that's the thing I want to see. So I don't blow it off every week up to that point. Yeah, for sure. But I do love the idea of just like the feuds that are set off by these like little tiny things. And then you're weeks or weeks later and you're like, what started all this again? Oh, right. Oh, you yeah. spilled coffee on him. <laughs> you spilled coffee on him. But that's but that's all it takes. When you think about these larger than life people, these yeah. people who talk loud, act loud, big, they're big loud movements large movements large people and the tiniest little thing if, if that guy's a madman the tiniest little thing's going to set him off you use my pyro you spilled a coffee on me you know <laughs> you you bumped shoulders with me when i was coming in and you were leaving yeah they do that kind of thing now a lot to just test the waters to see how the fans would react if these two people were ever to meet yeah there, there's been a lot of that in especially aw of teasing feuds and teasing turns and te just to see what the fan reaction fine. is that's fine you, because you yeah. have to listen to the fans you have to listen to the fan yeah exactly okay so then macho king and dalton castle it, it's this all based been... on macho using all the pyro yeah <laughs> and then dalton just getting so obsessed with b having a bigger like presentation than macho yeah. And because it could be, if it was happening now, Dalton has a show on Twitch where he paints live. You can watch Dalton paint. Oh, I didn't know that. And so Dalton does that. these crazy watercolor. It's uh, uh, acrylics. Like it's all very like if he could put a drop of paint on a thing and then move the canvas around, he lets the paint and the colors go where they are. I would love it because of the inside of his cape. I've often said he should have one of his paintings be the inside of his wings. Oh, that's cool. That'd be cool. But how would it go if he was so mad at Macho that when he opened up his wings, it was one of my one of the iconic Macho Man robes inside the wings? Oh, that's cool. Just yeah. to piss off Macho. Yeah. Dress <laughs> the boys great. like Queen Sherry with crowns in exactly the same outfit. <laughs> but like the but like the cool show showboy outfit yeah. version of Sherry's outfit. Just to just to egg him on. You took my stuff. I'm taking your stuff. He's Dalton comes out with the crown. Yep. A bigger just crown. Petty, just being petty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, and then it all leads to like their first sort of encounter, and Macho King does not expect Dalton to be to be a wrestler. To be a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. just sort of thinks like, oh, it might he might be like one of these showy guys who just is all talk and doesn't get down. And then he just like grapples him up, like starts chain wrestling him. You can see putting him in, Macho, in my head. You can see Macho bail the outside, just those wide eyes. Like yeah, what's yeah. going on? And Sherry going, calm down, calm down. That classic sort of get up wide eye, just points and be like, like, who? Wait, <laughs> yeah, who are you? Yeah, just what like, is who's this? this guy? Who does this guy think he is? How dare he? <laughs> and then get in and then just start manhandling Dalton, which would yes. be that'd be super entertaining. Just like throwing him around, having Dalton get to do those like big exaggerated cells. That'd be really really fun. Oh, I and just then, think it'd be just so much fun. What would be a good like I'm trying to think of a good interaction between Sherry and the boys other than just like like, yeah, if it then delved into like this weird like tag match. Yeah. Just between the so two I think of them. Sherry, I think Sherry reaches in once and gets the boot of Dalton. Mm-hmm. And then I think the next time it's obviously going to happen. She's going to do it again. And as she re- reaches in, the boys step in. And then you've got Sherry and the boys a standoff. Yeah. And it's like one of them would probably get murdered by Sherry, but we have the numbers. So yeah. I, I, and though Sherry's now like, there's two of them. I think it'd be really funny if there, if Sherry was super paranoid and thought there was only one and she was seeing double. Oh, that'd be interesting. I don't like that guy. Which one? What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> there's two of them. Uh, and then she, and but like, then she has a real personal beat. Like if, Dalton starts Dalton's mad the Macho King stole his stuff. He's yeah. gonna steal his stuff. And then Sherry can be be really, really mad that the boys are stealing her stuff. Yeah, that'd be really funny. And then a standoff between the two the the three of them and Sherry just like it's just such a funny but also interesting match of like her like countering both of them yes, in yes, very yes. funny ways. Like, I, like not, not only do like I see sh- her her with two of them stopping her. Yeah. But I also see her running this way, running into one, running the other way, running into the other. Like there's a lot of things that can happen. Yeah. That'd be really, really funny. What's then like, what uh, would then be Macho's sort of, I guess, revenge on this that would lead to kind of the big blow off. Oh, well, uh, I would say I would have Macho attack the boys. I would have Macho take Macho and Sherry take the boys out. And then and then Dalton's like, no more fooling around. Yeah, I'm getting revenge for the boys. Oh, man, I could see Dalton like if it's like this final big match, like I one of the last couple of uh, entrances that has been one of the most memorable to me, and I think was uh, Seth uh, Rollins coming out uh, dressed as Elton John when they're in the UK in the devil costume. It that was, was wonderful. so cool. And I could so see you can do. there's so much you can do just with your costume to yeah. egg on the crowd, you know? And I could see Dalton like doing something like that, like like having that turn and then coming out dressed as like uh, maybe even like if Macho, if it's Macho King, he comes out like the dragon that like, oh, like, oh, you think you can slay me? Yes. <laughs> I also like the idea of, of Dalton coming out and doing a, like on a on a promo on the way to the final match where we hear the macho man's music and it's Dalton doing a full macho man entrance in the crown, in the cape, doing the whole finger spin. And then he grabs the microphone and he does not do an impression of the macho man at all. (laughs) So like his, Oh yeah. His, Oh yeah. Is more of a, Oh yes. 
Yeah, he and just like sort of makes a mockery of yeah, Macho is King's Is this all it takes? Is this all I have to do to be the Macho King? I am more than this, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you see Macho Man run out. Yeah, that'd be so good. Yeah. And then I guess the big blow off is finally like a one on one. Like everybody's not there. Every, everybody's barred. Yep. Remove it. And it just and at and this time, instead of being all showy and everything, it's an absolute like just technical, yeah. like wonderful match of ring uh, psychology and like play and bouncing off each other and 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 just like building up to this moment. I guess then the question is who goes over. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, I would love to see Dalton, but that's the, in my head. That's what it is. He's getting revenge for the boys. Yeah. He's getting. Uh, he's show. You know, Macho Man took my stuff. I, that's my stuff. That's what makes me me. And you're taking me away from me, so I have to get it back. You have to have to. If Macho Man's going to take out the boys uh, before the match, if Macho Man's going to be the aggressor, Macho Man's going to be like, "You're no good. You're you're terrible. You're not a wrestler. You're not a wrestler." Dalton goes out and shows that he is a wrestler and beats him. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. I love that. It's two really interesting characters. Bat, like, I love I, I love what you said before of like I like you like seeing like clashing styles, and I think that's great. But even when they are clashing. St- styles but they have a lot also kind of in common yeah as long but like they can't be carbon copies of each no. other you know i that's my big beef in the marvel cinematic universe is like whoever the new superhero is always fights the evil version of exactly who they are yeah and like mix it up you they're gotta, evenly like, they, matched but it's i even, don't want evenly matched yeah, i want no. ant-man to fight abomination i want <laughs> i want captain america to fight iron man how are they guy. How are they each other's like antithesis of like how can they play on each other's weakness, but also have strengths over the other? Yeah. Like Superman's enemies weren't always another strong guy that could fly. Yeah. Superman was always strength. And so his a lot of his enemies were brains, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brainiac and Lex Luthor. Like, give me the opposite. Give me that interest, the compliment to your character. That makes you whole. If you're all brawn and no brains, give me all brains, no brawn, and let's fight and let's see this match. Yeah. So that's for me, that's what's interesting. But for Dalton and Macho Man, while they're both flamboyant and they're both showy, in the ring, they're very different. Yes. So that's what I want to see. Just a clash of wrestling styles that way. That'd be very, very fun. I think that that'd be a great dream match. Um, of course, let us know uh, either in the comments or online. Uh, what you would want or who you would want to see Dalton Castle feud with uh, is someone who's current. You can't say you can't say RJ. We've seen that match. It's excellent. And mm-hmm. they should just take that match on the road and tour it everywhere. I would love I'd love to see that live in person. That'd be fantastic. I think they did um, it at Destiny years ago, and I'll be mm-hmm. damned if they did three moves the whole match. It was wonderful. <laughs> Sometimes sometimes it's great to watch like and a crazy athletic thing going like masterpiece. But sometimes it's just fun to watch two people engage an audience just with how they present themselves and comedy or, or just entertainment in that way of just verbally having a match against each other. There are so many people who think that comedy wrestling doesn't have a place on a wrestling show. And I don't think they understand that you need a breather. You need to. Yes. You, you know. You can't open a show with an absolute banger and not have a breather match during the show. 
Not necessarily yeah. one where everybody goes to the washroom, but there has to be a variety in what you're seeing. And yeah, you exactly. have to, and you can't open with a comedy match because you have to show people wrestling first before the comedy comes later and shows them what not wrestling looks like. Yeah, exactly. No, comedy matches are fantastic. And and they can play, they don't even just have to be just funny the entire time. They can play with emotions and they can get you excited. And you can start all of a sudden cheering for one person and cheering for another person. But at least you're the because the goal at the end of the day is just to have fun and just well, be yeah, entertained. You want your, and I don't want two comedy guys in a match together as good as RJ and Dalton are together in the ring. I don't want two comedy guys in a match together. I want I want a straight man and a crazy person. So I want a comedy yeah. wrestler in there with somebody who's like, stop being funny and let's wrestle. <laughs> That's what I want. Perfect. No, I think, I think comedy wrestling definitely has its place. Um, and it's fantastic. And I guess maybe that leads into uh, kind of a wrap up of the episode, but we always have a match recommendation that we want to leave listeners with. Oh. And uh, do you have a match that you want to recommend to anyone listening or watching this and that they have to go see? Okay, so I'm 100% sure last time I said go watch the, I think it was WrestleMania, uh, whichever one's in Vegas, nine. Uh, I think it's WrestleMania and it's a uh, doink against Crush. I'm yes. 100% I recommend it because that's where the two doinks came out for the first time and you got to see the mirror game and it's great. Um, right now on the network, on the WWE network, they've put up, I think when Clash at the Castle happened, they unearthed all their old UK tapes. Yeah. And so they used to do these big UK super shows and then you could go get the VHS tape at your video rental shop and go home and watch it after the fact. But they ran this UK Rampage 93 was what it was called. Okay. And it was just it was just a show. It was just a house show that was happening in England and they were using whoever could come to England. So <laughs> it, the storylines didn't matter. The UK yeah. fans packed the place. The, it didn't matter. They just wanted to see the wrestlers. And yeah. on that show, there is a match between Mr. Perfect and Samu of the Head Shrinkers. Oh, okay. And it is phenomenal. It has That's no, being, no business being as good as it is. It is so good. And then on that same show, it makes no sense at all why this is happening. But it's Typhoon of the Natural Disasters mm -hmm. against the Brooklyn Brawler. And the Brooklyn Brawler gets an 80% of the offense yeah. the whole time. And then it's just all of a sudden avalanche, splash, you're done. Typhoon yeah. wins. And the crowd is going nuts the whole time for the Brawler and Typhoon. Yeah. <laughs> but that that Samu Mr. Perfect from uh, UK Rampage 93. That's such a weird pair but i love but, it but, and but like um rikishi was the other head shrinker at the time uh fatu mm -hmm. uh, and he was in a match against somebody else like just yeah. on the show and they had it and then only one of the nasty boys was there and only one of the natural disasters was there right what's happening yeah just gotta put people together just gotta put on a show but that match that i i rj and i messaged each other back and forth like this is an awesome match it, I mean, it has no business being that good they do yeah. they cut promos backstage with mr perfect going blah 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 blah, and then a post match with perfect going that he's really good <laughs> like, yeah so i mean i i mean it's also it got definitely you think like they just put people together. Okay, we have to do this, put you to this. But then they're like, all right, well, let's make a meal out of this. Let's just like, let's leave yeah. them with something that they're going to remember or let's leave yeah. them something that they are not expecting, which that's awesome. And and I think the, 
the headline of that show in again in England in the yeah. UK. The headline match on that show was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay, yeah. Against this is the main event. Hacksaw Jim Duggan against the narcissist Lex Luger. Wow. And Luger's backstage, like mouthing off about how awful Hacksaw is. Yeah. Hacksaw comes out waving the American flag and getting the crowd to say USA and they're in England. <laughs> and then to think that Luger's going to turn around and be Mr. USA in like a yeah. year and a half. Yeah, that's true. That's it's, wild. That's it's so funny. Absolutely wild. I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, then definitely go watch. Yeah, UK Rampage. If you can find any video of that match, I'm sure it's somewhere online, either on YouTube or where else. We'll try to link it in the description, of course. Oh, and uh, before I forget, because I did get a text today, uh, I'll recommend this one. Uh, I just got a message. Uh, There was uh, Best of WWE has been added to the network. They add stuff all Mm -hmm. the time. And today they added uh, Best of WWE, The Extreme, Hulk Hogan against Harley Race in a Texas death match from Madison Square Garden in 1987. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. I I got a it's a direct message from RJ about it and I'm like I got to watch that. I got to watch that too. That is very unexpected, but that would be probably an incredible match. Yes. A, te- a Texas death match. Yeah, in Madison Square Garden. Wow. Why? 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 <laughs> why those two yeah it doesn't make any sense fantastic well especially because extreme rules is coming up soon so i imagine uh, that they're like let's just pull up some weird stuff i hope that there's someone working at the w- borderline extreme let's yeah pull it up i hope that there's someone who works at wwe network and is just like oh you want us to pull up like extreme like old extreme matches and they're just like let's just pull up this weird one and just slide it in there some fan yeah. hardcore fan will love it any that's of that awesome. stuff they add to the network, like the old, like watch old Raws from like the beginning, like from yeah. the earliest episodes on. They make no sense. No. It's fantastic. <laughs> Everybody's got a second job. That's the best part of it. <laughs> but yes, please go and check out all those matches. Yes. Um, and of course, if you have a match that you want to recommend, people always tweet at us. We'd love to hear your recommendations but that's going to do it for this episode thank you so much nug for coming on oh, and guest hosting anytime anytime at all I, lo- I, I love the show and you guys are the best i always love seeing you guys at the greek town shows and you're you're not far from barry go see barry wrestling barry wrestling's a hell of a show that's true too definitely need to check that out as well but yes if you are in the toronto or london ontario area uh october 15th and 16th respectively uh greek town is going to be live there's going to be a lot of great matches and i'm sure there's going to be a lot of great surprises as well in the next coming weeks and if you see me at these shows come up and tell me you heard me on book advance and receive a free awkward stare i love that i love that (laughs) (laughs) uh of course if you want to follow anything that we do here at i know you can do so online at ue underscore films Check out our streams. Check out our other content. If you want to follow myself, you can follow me at Barton underscore minute on Twitter, and Instagram. Please go follow Mr. Nugnar gang. Plug your stuff uh, at Nugnar gang on Instagram and Twitter. I'm a little more active on Instagram than I am on Twitter. Uh, and then you can follow me on the same on TikTok, where every now and then I see a realtor sign and their name makes me think of a song. So I'll sing their name. <laughs> and apparently people really like it. And lots of baby posts. 
which are always yeah, great. Yeah, but uh, my baby's bananas, so it's pretty fun. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Book Events Pod. Thank you very much for checking out this episode. Please go watch some wrestling, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>